Hello and welcome to the Reflecting Light Show. I am your host, April Rogers, and I am delighted that you are here with us today. We have a special guest, Katie Bowles. Welcome, Katie. I'm so glad that you are here. Thank you. You guys are going to love Katie. She has an amazing story. She is a local to Monroe, but she's moved all over, and she has a great story about how God has taken her from a season of darkness and into his marvelous light. And she also has a prayer life that is bar none. And so she's (laughs) going to talk to us about that. And really the first time that I saw you was at a Life Choices event. We had Lindsay Sykes on the show. And you were the prayer, you were the person that opened us up in prayer. And as you did, I just remember you letting out this gorgeous prayer to the Almighty. And as you did, my jaw just hit the ground. And I said, whatever she has, I want it. I want some of that in my life. And so I I definitely want to talk to you about that and how that has transpired. But first, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you made your way to Monroe, Louisiana. Okay. (laughs) Um, I was born and raised in California. And um, I always have to include that I was not raised in church or reading the Bible, but I had just such a loving home. I mean, my parents were so loving and sheltering. And um, I went on to become a California attorney and later quit my job as a working lawyer to homeschool my children. Wow. I have three sons. And um, it was through my husband's business that led us to uproot our family. I mean, I'd never lived anywhere. I'd lived all over the state of California, actually. Yeah. Sacramento, San Francisco Bay Area, San Diego, um, just all up and down the state. And beautiful. It's beautiful. I love it. It was, yeah. it was my home. All my family mm-hmm. is there. But the Lord prepared us and really prepared our hearts and said that he would be um, moving our family to a place where we could establish roots and just plant us in this beautiful place to raise our sons. And by the grace of God, that's West Monroe, Louisiana. So we have been here for about eight years. We are so thankful. It's wild and free. And um, it's a place where the name of Jesus is freely and openly honored and worshiped. So we are so blessed to be here. Praise God, I know. I feel the same way. You know, we have lived various places. Adams actually lived in San Diego oh, okay. for a while. Yeah. And I lived in Phoenix and Atlanta, but there's no place like yeah. home, yeah. like here. And, and to be planted somewhere and to really be able to invest in the community yeah. is huge. And you have done a fantastic job of I've doing tried. that. I and love this community. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so tell us a little bit about maybe a time in your life whenever you were in a season of darkness mm-hmm. and the Lord brought you out of that into his marvelous light. Yeah. Is there anything that comes to mind? Absolutely. Um, and let me say, I've been through many seasons of darkness. Yes. You know, I mean, the, the world yeah. is just this never ending, mm-hmm. never ending onslaught of trouble while we're in the world, truly. Right. Well, um, and Jesus said that. Yes. He said, in, in this, this world, light, you will, will have, have trouble, trouble but, but take, take heart. heart. <laughs> I have overcome the world. Amen. I love it. Amen. And that's true. And I definitely have encountered that testimony. But what I would love to spend a little bit of time and talk about today was when I was in true darkness, which is separated from Christ, before I came to yeah. the knowledge of Him, before I was saved. So, um, as I mentioned, I was not raised in church. I was not raised reading the Bible. My parents had been raised in church, and my dad sort of just didn't like the religion. You know, he yeah. just remembers wearing bow ties and having to sit still and quiet in the pew and said, ah, we're not going to do that um, yeah. as far as our family. But 
I did hear what I call the gospel according to dad, and it was just basically this. There's a God in heaven who created you, and he loves you. And I believed my dad, and so I always just felt this longing to know God and reach yeah. out to him. And I did in, like, childish ways. You know, I remember sitting in a timeout in my room one time as a child, and I was like, Lord, if you're there, make the lights turn off. Well, nothing happened. You know, I don't, yeah. you know, and I was like, I don't know how to get to you. I don't know who you are or where you are. I did not understand Jesus Christ. I did not um, understand the fullness of the gospel of his grace. And but so, I love it that you weren't afraid of him, but never. you actually wanted to have a relationship with him. I did, and I, I have to credit my parents for that. I think because right. I had such a loving, stable, you know, secure home with mm -hmm. open communication. We were close with my parents. We could come and approach them and talk with them. And um, I have to assume that because of the relationship I had with them, I presumed a relationship like that with God. If I have a father in heaven who loves me, I can just talk with him yeah. and be near him. So yeah. I was never afraid of him. I didn't have any religion to, I didn't even know I was a sinner. I did not even know what wow. sin was. And that was even true when I approached the Lord. But let me say, so once I turned 18 and sort of left my little sheltered, loving bubble of my home and went out into the world, suddenly death and destruction and darkness were everywhere. I felt like my life was suddenly flipped upside down. Really? I was um, in a major freeway car accident, hit by a hit and run driver, totaled my car, you know, messed myself up physically. Um, and then just a few months later, I was working at a local video store. I, I went to school, college during the day, and then I went and worked the swing shift at this local video store. So from four to midnight, I would close the store. And just before midnight one evening, an armed robber came in and held a gun to my head. And I had to you know, empty every cash register and empty the safe. And, and then at one point he told me, you know, get on the floor and start counting with his gun to the back of my head. And really in that moment, you can't uh. describe it to people that have not been through such a thing. And I was 18 and I did not have an anchor of faith. Yeah. I didn't have any source of hope or peace or love or joy or security or shelter or anything. Um, I was really traumatized by that in particular. I just suddenly felt, you know, I could feel in that moment I believed that he was going to pull the trigger and I was bracing myself for mm. death. It was just it's yeah. something that you can't even describe how that feeling sticks with you. I can't and when even you, imagine. And when you don't yeah. have anything to do, you, you don't have a way to process the trauma and you don't have a source yeah. or a way of hope to get out of it. So suddenly... I felt like death was everywhere. The world was a dark, scary place. I was terrified. I didn't want to leave the house. I didn't want to go out at night. I barely wanted to go to school. Um, I couldn't go out in the evening to work my job anymore. I mean, it was just, I was, to say that I was filled with fear and anxiety sounds like, oh, Katie, that's not very much of a problem. You don't know what I've been through. Your testimony seems so, you know, so plain. But if you have ever been captive to fear, it's, it can be paralyzing. It's crippling. And crippling. Right. Yeah. And, and really, it stole my future from me. And so I, I desperately needed the Lord. I needed something beyond myself to give me that sense of love and shelter and protection that I had as a child growing up. But now I had to do that out in this big, dark, scary world where death was lurking around every corner. So enter a Christian family. The first maybe real church-going, spirit-filled, um, Bible-believing Christians that I had ever encountered. And um, that was your husband's family? That was my husband's family, wow. yeah. Uh, and my husband didn't really 
share the gospel with me, he would be a source of prayer when I was completely filled with fear. He would just sweetly pray for me. But it was his mother. I mean, I know she faithfully prayed for me. She gave me the Bible, this Bible, um, 23 years ago, and just began sharing her testimony of Jesus with me. And at the time, I didn't really get it, but his family had such joy and peace. I was like, I want that. In fact, I need that. They're not afraid of it, anything. You know, they have no fear. They were really fearless, and they loved life. I mean, they felt free to go anywhere, do anything. Um, and I felt a bit like the biblical Ruth, who was like, I want your God to be my God. And indeed, before um, my husband and I got married, I needed to make a profession of faith and be baptized um, so that we could have a union in Christ. And so I did. To the extent of my understanding, I made that choice um, and had sort of a little orthodox sprinkling baptism. I've since been fully immersed uh, <laughs> for people who care about such things. But at the time, um, I made a profession of faith, and I do believe that uh, you know, I wanted to know the Lord, and my, that profession of faith was counted to me as salvation, but I still had absolutely no knowledge of God. I, re, I, I again, I had not read the Bible. I had never been to church, and mm. um, I didn't necessarily feel that peace or have any, any understanding of the hope we have in Him or even the glory we have in being near Him. So I still felt troubled and unsettled, and I think Probably it was the Holy Spirit now drawing me, stirring me to seek God, cry out to Him, draw near to Him, get to know who, who this God is. He uh, was pursuing you and wooing you yes, in. Right. Yes, right. And so that. there came a time, I want to say it may have been a year or two after that, after I made the initial profession of faith, um, when I said, you know what, God, I believe you exist. but. Am I really about to commit to reading a 2,000-page book and changing my way of life and identifying with these weird Christians? I thought Christians were, like, eccentric. I don't, I, I don't get it. You know, you've got, they go to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday. They go to a Bible study on Tuesday. Like, <laughs> there's a virgin birth and this awful, bloody, gruesome death. Like, why is that even necessary? I don't, I don't understand. And, of course, I was in college, and I'd taken, like, a philosophy of religions course where you're he learning about every religion and I was thinking now how do I know that Jesus is the only way to God what if all these religions are just a valid expression of worship and I can come to you in any way why why is Jesus necessary so it just came to a point where I said God I believe you exist I know you can hear me you're gonna have to reveal yourself to me show me what's the truth and I'll follow you all the days of my life Truly, I did. From my heart, I wanted to know the truth. That's and so I, I called out to him, show yourself to me, and I'll order my life around you. Well, in that moment, nothing happened. But about two weeks later, this is just for the accuracy of the record. Maybe I don't need to go into the details. <laughs> I'm a detail, I love detailed it. person. Okay, so about two weeks later, I mean, I'm talking, I was really desperate. I was like, I am going to try calling on the name of Jesus to see if that works right? To see if yeah. I can get to God through Jesus. So I did what you see. Again, I didn't have a lot of religion or church teaching. I did what you see on TV. I went to my bedside. I knelt down beside my bed to pray. <laughs> this is true in my little tiny apartment. Um, and I just simply prayed, Jesus, help me. And it was a cry of my heart in that moment. Oh, goodness, it's still... Mm -hmm. 
is such a, a beautiful and overwhelming uh, memory. In the, in the moment I called on the name of Jesus, the room of my little apartment flooded with the presence of the Lord, with light and mm. warmth and peace and love. And I knew God in that moment. I didn't have Bible words to describe what was happening, but I heard him speak, though not with my ears. I understand now it was with my spirit. And I knew things about God that I did not hear him say. So I heard the Lord say, here am I. Don't be afraid. Yeah. I'll be with you. That's all I needed to know. That's my fears beautiful. in that moment, my soul was healed. I received peace knowing I know God and he knows me and he's with me. I don't need to be afraid. And I knew in the presence of God in that moment that Jesus is real. Yeah. He is the way to the Father. He is the Son of God. The Bible is true. I made vows in the presence of the Lord that day. I, this is what I said. I will take the name Jesus Christ. I will follow you all the days of my life. And whatever children you give me, I will teach them to know you. Wow. Absolutely amazing, life-changing yeah. moment. Yeah. I mean, talk about going from darkness to light. You know, in Ephesians chapter two, Paul says, remember when you were separated from Christ, you were without hope and without God in this world, seeing only darkness all around. Yeah. But then the moment I called on the name of Jesus, Jesus helped me. Truly, I found myself in that light, in the light of his presence, in the light of the truth of the knowledge of God. My life was never the, never the same. That is an amazing story. Yeah. <laughs> and it goes back to the fact that you were desperate. desperate. That's what you said. Desperate. I was desperate. You, yeah. had, you had followed all of the different religious mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. that you were supposed to do, but it wasn't until you were desperate yeah. and you called upon his right. name. And he never leaves his children in the yeah. dark. Never. Never. No. And wow. he answered your prayer right then and there. Right. And I believe, you know, I, I read the Bible in the morning. It's my habit. I love it. Um, it's a living word to me. This morning I was reading Psalm 34, where King David, the king of Israel, said, I sought the Lord for help, and he answered me, and he delivered me from all my fears. That was King David's testimony. Right. Right. That's my testimony. Mm -hmm. And I believe that can be everybody's testimony. Seek the Lord. He promises right. you will find him and he will help you and deliver you from your fears, from your darkness, from yeah. whatever is holding you captive. So that's a really good question. After the light came into mm -hmm. your situation, mm -hmm. did you still have that anxiety from the trauma that you had experienced or no. was, it, was it all gone? It, Do you still struggle with that today? No, I don't struggle with, I feel completely healed of all the trauma and fear and anxiety that I had from that. And um, you know, I believe that my soul was healed in that moment yeah. in the presence of the Lord and delivered, set free truly from the fear in an instant. That's now, a great way to put it, yeah, that your soul yeah, was healed. Absolutely. And it doesn't mean that I didn't still have fearful habits that I just learned to, you know, protect myself or, um, okay, I'm still not, not going to go out of, at night by habit. So it's not like maybe all my habits were transformed in an instant. I still had to then walk out that freedom that I had, like, oh, no. I don't actually need to be afraid of that anymore. I'm used to doing this mm -hmm. because I was afraid, but now God's with me. I can actually just and live so my life without fear. I was anymore. no longer paralyzed. Yeah, no, absolutely good. not. I really was delivered from that fear. 
that's such hope for people that struggle yeah. with anxiety and fear and depression because it is crippling mm -hmm. and it is paralyzing to an Absolutely. extent I mean, you don't want to go out where you could have right. a situation and be in the same position that you were in right. um, but it is so great that you were able to to move past that because of what God did for you yeah. and healing your soul is the perfect way to put that yeah. Yeah. so we're going to take a short break really quick and then when we come back I want to talk about your prayer life and how it morphed into what it is today okay. I want to thank today's sponsor of The Reflecting Light Show. Dr. Jan Bagwell and Dr. Jessica Johnston are locally owned dentists. They have the best staff and I promise you, you will leave with the best smile. Thank you, Dr. Bagwell and Dr. Johnston. Welcome back to The Reflecting Light Show. Katie, we have covered a lot of ground already. But now I want to transition into your prayer life because as I said at the beginning of the show, one of the things that drew me to you <laughs> was the way that you pray. Yeah. And I think that that is important for us to talk about as believers because the Lord has convicted me yeah. on several occasions of not actually praying and and seeking wow. him I mean I, I can read his word all day long yeah. but for some reason I was being lazy in my <laughs> prayer life <laughs> surprises me April. <laughs> and he convicted me and he yeah. said no I mean that's part of it for us to have a relationship absolutely, absolutely. we I need to pray to him right. and so right. what does your prayer life look like mm. how how do you have such a robust prayer life I think the um, the confidence maybe that that comes through in my prayers comes from knowing God I know God. I mean, that's maybe the most remarkable thing I can think yeah. to ever say is that I know God and God knows me. And so I feel totally safe and confident in His love and who He is and in the fact that He is a personal and accessible and ever-present God. And so no matter what the need. Um, that's good. And, and maybe because I came to Him without any kind of preconceived notions about how I needed to relate to Him. And, I, and truly, I and to say, I'm not trying to um, sort of downplay repentance, uh, but I didn't even know that I was a sinner. I didn't know what sin was when I came to God. I just wanted to know God. Yeah. And so even just calling out for Jesus to help me, He helped me. And so you don't have to be religious about it. There's not mm -hmm. a formula. There are no magic words you need to say. I, I just began a prayer relationship with God since I see that He's accessible, He's near, He's here, He hears me, and He responds. Um, and I've seen Him, I mean, that was 20-something years ago, yeah. and now I've seen His hand, His presence, His Word be living and active. I know, I know that I know that I know that God is near, that you draw near to Him, He draws near to you. He hears you. He bends down to listen. He longs to be gracious. Mm -hmm. He is your deliverer, your strength, your, your help. He's your comforter. He's your counselor. He's everything that you would ever need, and He loves to hear from you. I used to think early on, oh, Lord, forgive me. You must be so, you must be so um, maxed out with me constantly <laughs> coming to you, always having a need. You know, I'm sorry. I'm so whiny. I'm like a whiny baby. I'm always crying out to you. That's not God's thoughts toward us. 
He is not. He loves to hear from yes. us, like a parent loves to hear from a That's child. Right. You want to know. You want to have a close personal relationship. That's the joy. While we're here in the earth, before we enter into His glory eternally, we get to know Him now and enjoy the benefits of a personal relationship with Him. And it's not always a room flooded with light.、Mm-hmm. We have to do most of it by faith. But that's where the word comes in, because when we know what、Good. he has promised us, the promises that belong to us, that he will never leave us, he will never forsake us. He's now given us a counselor, a comforter, the Holy Spirit, who is in us. I mean,、yeah. he's so close. He's he's within us. He wants to dwell with us.、Um, I guess that everything I would say comes out of that knowledge and and that place. But then when I did start to read the word. I feel like I learned to pray by reading and praying the Psalms. Yeah, I started in the Psalms, and they're just such an expression of every emotion. So rich. Every life experience. Absolutely. There's nothing that you can't bring to God. There's nothing He doesn't want to hear or He can't handle. You can bring Him your doubts, your discouragements, your concerns, but know that He'll listen. But He doesn't want to leave you there. He's a balm for your weary soul.、That's、He's、good. peace. He is joy,、um, and so he is like a perfect, loving father who would just want to lift you up in his arms and comfort you and reassure you, and then also counsel you.、Um, right. And show you a better way. And show you absolutely. 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 But David, it, a lot of the psalms that he wrote, he would come、yeah. over and over again, sort of like a whiny child. Right. You know, <laughs> it was like, I mean, it was like, Lord, you never, have to vindicate me, right? You know, but I love that He did that because it、Boldly. does give us、yeah. a role model, and we know that we can do the same thing. So、Absolutely. every single thing that we are struggling with matters to the、right. Lord, and we can come to Him、yeah. and expect Him to answer, but not just answer, show us a better way. That's it. That was、Absolutely. perfect how you said that. Absolutely.、Um, and so I think maybe I learned to pray. Praying the Psalms, and then I would also say I have a lot of confidence in believing in the promises of God. We have a new and better covenant in Jesus Christ.、Yes. We have new and better promises. We have angels guarding us. Every promise God's ever made is、mm-hmm. yes to us in Jesus Christ. We get to say Amen, and God's glorified every promise. Every yeah. promise. Yeah. We've got to know what's in God's word. And then, when you know that it belongs to you, and you know you have covenant promises of God, you can be very bold in、um, walking in the fullness of the kingdom of light. And so, when you you pray, you pray from a place of of the authority of Jesus Christ,、mm-hmm. with all the blessings and power of heaven, knowing that we've we have been, even though we're we're engaging. Um, in a physical world, and there are, you know, spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. But in Christ, we have been delivered out of the dominion of darkness and brought into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And we've been made to sit together. You know, the the book of Ephesians says the Lord has made us to sit together in the Lord Jesus in heavenly places, far above all of this other. Garbage, right? right.、Um, all the principalities, powers, and all the things that, all the evil that would try to come against us. And so, when you know you actually have God's heavenly blessing, promises,、mm-hmm. His empowerment, His angels, His living and active Word, you can be very bold、right. in engaging the world. And so,、um, yeah, perhaps the secret to my prayer, if I could sum it up in in maybe three points, is knowing God. 
knowing what belongs to us in Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. and then feeling the freedom to just pray, pray the word, pray the Psalms, pray everything that's on your mind. Just express your heart authentically to the Lord. He wants to hear it and he will answer you. That's so good. And one of the things that I had talked about was that bold prayers honor God. And we're told in Hebrews that yeah. we are to boldly approach the throne right. of grace. But what about if you come with expectations? So I've done this before mm. where I have and I have a prayer request and I come with expectation, but I want to give God an out just oh. in case, <laughs> just in case he doesn't answer my but prayer. But if you don't. Right. Yeah. And, and he really, he doesn't want us to come like that. He right. wants us to come mm -hmm. with that boldness and the expectation. Mm -hmm. The specific how, how do you reconcile that? <clears throat> It's hard to answer that question maybe without going through, walking through like a specific example because they're, you know, the, the things of God are so nuanced. God's relationship with each person is so personal um, that it, to troubleshoot sort of like, well, how do I um, in every circumstance have a bold, faith-filled expectation, not be double-minded, not be yeah, wishy-washy right. or not expecting anything, you know, James talks about. Right. Um, uh, today James talks about that but I would say if you know the word mm -hmm. and you know what belongs to you then that's your basis Good. to be bold and I think we're, we're told to bring our specific requests make our petitions known to the Lord exactly and also to expect and not mm -hmm. doubt um, when we pray so and I well and another nuance I don't I don't know if this is uh, too long of an answer or I certainly don't want it to get confusing, and this would be perhaps another topic for another time. Sure. But that's where understanding how to hear from God comes in, because yes. when you don't know in a specific circumstance, say your circumstance is not mentioned in the Word of God. You know, it's a really specific, like, what job do I take? Do I move to this other city? Um, when you have a personal relationship for, with the Lord and you know how to hear from Him, then you can seek Him and actually wait for His answer. And then you know what yes. to believe Him for. That's right. And then when you do, whether it looks like that or not, you know you have heard from the Lord and received His mind on the matter. You know His will. And, his, and you know what to expect because you're asking Him to frame your expectations. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's perfect. And he will. He'll tell you. And he will. Who yeah. Go to the left or to the right. And just like I said earlier, right. he does not leave his children in the dark. Right. And then that. also, if I may say one more thing, April, sure. because I've been in that circumstance too. I surely have been, you know, Lord, I don't know if I can ask for this. Then you just ask him, Lord, help me. Teach me. If I have some sure. wrong thinking, help me overcome my unbelief, yeah. Jesus, and he will. Mm -hmm. um, so you can really just even bring that to him. He knows it anyways and say, Lord, you can see I'm struggling here. I'm going back and forth. I'm wavering in my belief. I don't even know what to ask. And so I need you to really counsel me. Open my eyes to see this from your perspective. And then you put your supplication in my mouth. Give me what I should ask. Counsel me. That is so rich, Katie. Thank you for yeah. that. That's a great answer. Okay, so I have one more question, and it's a lighter question. Okay. What is one thing that is lightening your load these days? Wow. Um, <laughs> can I give two answers? Sure. I can think of two things off the top of my head. Great. Um, first of all, my husband 
in this season of life, we've got teenage boys. He's really just stepping up and meeting them where there's a need. He's helping with their guidance and their discipline, and he's helping with everything around the house. He has been just really stepping up and doing more in this season of life than ever before, and that is really um, a noticeable Great. lightening of my load. Yes. <laughs> and second, I have really faithful, um, prayerful girlfriends that carry me in prayer all the time, and I can feel it, and I know that the Lord is just strengthening and sustaining through prayer, and that's such a gift to me. That is a gift yeah. to have those friends that you can count on, the faithful friends yes. to yeah. uphold you. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I love what you said about just knowing God and having that relationship with Him because He wants us to know Him, but right. He also, well, He knows us right. so so yeah. intimately, yeah. but it is a two-way street. So thank you for yeah. your insight and your time today. I think it's gonna bless a lot of people. Thanks, thanks so much. Thank you for tuning in to the Reflecting Light Show. We pray you got some hope and some light out of today's episode. And if you did, please subscribe to the show and also share with a friend who may need the light of Jesus Christ in his or her life. If you haven't gotten your copy of Made to Shine, you can do so by going to aprilrogers.com. Go out and have a great week and be the light.